0: Welcome to the Sages Among Us. Uh, The Sages Among Us is uh, involved with all the folks in our community who are very important to civic engagement. Uh, Tonight's guest is Stuart Baker, and he's going to be interviewed by Suzanne Webb. So, Suzanne, Sages Among Us.
1: Well, thank you, and welcome to the Sages Among Us. I'm Suzanne Webb, and my guest today is the new Executive Director of the Nevada City Chamber of Commerce, Stuart Baker. Welcome to the Sages Among Us, Stuart.
0: Great. Thank you, Suzanne.
1: Stuart has lived in Nevada City off and on since 1997 when he attended the California College of Ayurveda. His career includes executive director in Berkeley on Telegraph Avenue for its business improvement district, district. marketing communications for a national transportation benefits provider, management of a small environmental foundation, and much more, he holds a bachelor's degree from UC Santa Barbara in communications. Well, Stuart, um, we wanna talk to you, of course, about um, what you're gonna be doing uh, for um, the Chamber of Commerce. But tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Where did you grow up?
0: Well, yeah, that's an interesting story, though at least for me. Um, I grew up in Taos, New Mexico, which is a small town um, in the north-central part of the state, and uh, moved to California when we were 16. And I spent the rest of my time up and down the coast, went to Santa Barbara, lived in the Bay Area, in Santa Cruz, and then... Um, like you mentioned, when I discovered the uh, California College of Ayurveda, I came to Nevada City for the first time and was just blown away because this is a place that has the same kind of resonance to me that Taos did, and I never thought I'd find a community like that in California. So, um, so that's yeah, that's where I came from, and um, and that's what what attracts me to Nevada City and 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 the general area right now.
1: It is uh, just a wonderful place to live. And it, and like Taos, it's a artist community. And I mean, but Taos is very different. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, um, tell us a little bit about your family.
0: Sure. Well, I um, my my mother's from Holland, and uh, my father was Texan, and uh, they actually met on Taos Plaza. She was a cruiser director for the Holland America Line, and my father was a traveling salesman, and they they met on the plaza in Taos, and they decided uh, after a year of kind of long distance courtship that they would marry and that they would move to Taos, and so it was. Kind of a a bold thing to do back then, especially for her, leaving a country that was pretty waterlogged and and always wet to the the dry southwest and uh she you know but it was it was a great adventure for her and uh and so so I grew up um, and my dad would travel and so uh and her English was good but it was she was more comfortable in dutch so I, I, my first language was was Dutch until five uh, in Taos, and then we all collectively realized that that would be difficult uh, in school. So then I started learning English. So, yeah, I have an interesting background that way in in terms of being so it like was, bilingual.
1: So was it Dutch with a little bit of Texan accent? Yeah, right.
0: <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: No, I oh, know that was a very very interesting combination for sure.
1: Yeah. So, and you moved to uh the coast somewhere Yeah, in California. we we
0: uh the the winters were um were 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 much harsher and unfortunately they're not as harsh as they used to be but it was enough at a certain point when my parents were getting older that they decided they wanted to uh live the California dream and uh come to Santa Barbara and so they uh... moved to santa barbara uh... and i was in high school there and i was like i'm not leaving this place It's this too great so i uh, ended up applying for college at uc santa barbara and uh... went in with the with the idea of a, a degree in economics and that was just gonna like rule the world and then i got there and i realized that i have just you know very little interest in in uh... In, in the intensity that, that that would take and I decided instead to focus on communications and uh, I minored in art, art history so uh, that seemed like a good balance to take me through life and I, I figured I would learn the ins and outs of businesses uh, uh, instead uh, by experience rather than by, uh, by training.
1: There's so much to learn, and so and it's so hard to make the choice, isn't it, of that one thing to major in? I know um, it's it's
0: really tough, and uh, you know, and and I know most people, at least most of the friends I've had, they have always have switched uh, majors at some point because you know they come in with one idea, and then you're exposed to the wonderful world of of knowledge and information, and uh, inevitably, you know, you something else pulls you, and you you start to become your own person, and you then decide. No, this is where my heart is, and this is the the direction I want to go in for for myself, and not for you know uh, what I thought society wanted of me or what my parents wanted of me. You know, it's it's uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, did, you that... no, did you have siblings? No, I was siblings? I'm an uh, yeah I'm an only child, and uh, oh. that yeah that has some some pros and some cons uh, for sure. I mean, I always wanted a sibling, but. Um, my parents were lucky luckily we were able to travel a lot and I don't think we could have done that with a larger family because it's really quite expensive to do so we would go back to Holland and I'd have the chance to see Europe uh, quite a bit so that was that was a, a great way and in fact um, I know you had a question about my first job and I, I'll I'll tell you the first job I had that I really fell in love with is um I was a gardener in the in the Hague in Holland and uh I started with with one house working over the summer in, in school and then um word got around and I I started getting all these jobs and uh I would work for these um, older women that had these big houses in in, uh, in this lovely city in in Holland, and and uh, they would be so thrilled with the uh, you know speaking to an American and having this time that they would make me these great lunches and and tea in the afternoon and a beer when I was done, and, and uh, I was I was pretty smitten with that experience, I must say, and uh, and I I, I got to say through our drought right now I look back and I think of the summer in in Holland with how green things are there (laughs) and I I look back very longingly at at that because uh, I I'd say that's the one thing I struggle with in California I mean this place is is absolute heaven but man boy if we could just have some summer rains I think it would be the absolute paradise but that's that's the the thing we all long for I think and alas we don't have
1: Yeah, well, your background is not common. You've had some great experiences, and and the same with your work experience. Why don't you tell us a little bit of some of the about some of
0: the sure. Yeah. Well, so my first actual real job where you get an actual paycheck was working for the East Bay Conservation Corps in West Oakland, and uh, that was a very intense uh, experience because I came from kind of uh... A, a very comfortable community in santa barbara and then going to santa cruz and then suddenly you find yourself in west oakland where uh... you know the reality is is very different life is much harsher and the norms are really different and and uh... the um the the vibe is is you know i was i had a crew of 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 uh... young adults and uh... we would work on doing trail building or different recycling projects and generally you know i mean we had a uh, a van full of people maybe 14 people and i was the only person that was not a person of color and so it, it was it, it was a really great way to kind of see another perspective besides your own and really Feel how other people live in the world and go through things, uh, and um, yeah, it was more eye-opening than uh, than almost anything else in my life since then. You know, in terms of just um, the just being part of a reality that was so different than what you grew up in.
1: Yeah, um, you also have uh, had experience in uh, transportation.
0: Right. Yeah, so um, I uh, was, was starting with the Conservation Corps. Um, I became really connected with the environment, and I, I decided uh, throughout my life I would, I would do something that would be, in one way or another, connected to the environment. And uh, I discovered uh, back, I think it was 1992, I started working with alternative transportation um getting people out of their cars basically and so, uh, worked at a program called Rides which was a, a ride sharing service in the Bay Area and then uh, worked on a, n- a number of other programs related to bicycling and, uh, van pooling and things like that and, you know a lot of those things work really well in uh in the bay area obviously because uh, of the traffic congestion and the the need for really the desperate need for for thinking of alternatives but you know up here in Nevada City and and uh, Nevada County obviously it's really different you know i mean i don't think anyone ever complains about a traffic jam uh, unless they go down to um uh, auburn you know so uh it, it, so it's a little different here but um the 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 essence of it the the need for it uh to to really think about having uh another way of getting around besides a car is 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 something I'm really fascinated in and and while it doesn't directly pertain to the work that I'm doing on the side though I would love to promote uh ideas and and the uh, the the potential of doing that because i i feel like I mean we're we're seeing the effects of of climate change. I mean, you know, this week alone with with the uh, heat dome over the Pacific Northwest and everything, I mean, I you know, people know it's not going to get any better and we really have to look at other ways of uh of of getting around and um I you know, I I would personally support any uh promotion that was be done to I, I know I I've talked with uh a number of council members with the city and looking at ways of creating bicycle lanes and looking at electric bikes, because I know the hills i mean I ride my bike to work here, but the hills can be kind of brutal, and uh, people that aren 't always aware like they are in the bay area of, of of bicycles and so you know so you have to go and tread really carefully here but I think that um we need to start looking at that because I think that we're we're going to collectively have to look at different ways of getting around um in order to do our part to to change the the course of climate change. So I'm and, I'm and all you, up you, for you, being creative. Yeah.
1: And you and you see a lot of individuals, just single people in cars too, and it yeah. would be so nice if we could have more carpooling and and uh you know, right, not, exactly. Uh, or the idea of the just... Downtown.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I really applaud the city as well when they've built those different uh, walking paths along some of the roads, like around on Zion Street and uh, to the Rood Center from downtown. I mean, I think that's really great. And, you know, it's up to us to start taking advantage of it as much as we can and, and realizing that our moves really... Our day-to-day individual choices have uh, have a huge impact on the environment when when it's done collectively. You know.
1: Yes. So let's talk about your new job as executive director, and you come at such a bizarre time. Oh, you know, been, it is we've though, lost, right? We've been locked down for over a year, and um, you know, we're barely crawling out. Uh, yeah. You know, some businesses have gone under. I mean, I'm sure there's just a lot for you to do, and.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the list is, 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 is pretty endless, you know, and one of the, the biggest challenges I have personally, you know, is, um, that, you know, events are happening and they're coming together quickly and, uh, There's just a lot of work that needs to be done, and no one really realizes, you know, when they think, oh, let's just go down and see Victorian Christmas. You know, you think, oh, well, it just kind of came together, and (laughs) those things do not just come together. They take a lot of planning and a lot of uh, subtle coordination that's needed working with the city getting the uh, you know the music in, getting the uh, booths in the right place and and all of those things single-handedly sound like oh well just check 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 easy easy but you know it's it's contacting the people it's figuring out contingencies it's um, doing all of the things that needed and it's and it's uh, luckily we have um, Lynn and I never pronounce her last name right, but uh, screw crude, I think that's correctly sp- uh, pronounced, she's our events coordinator and she's going to be doing summer nights, which is coming up July uh, uh, 14th, 21st, and 28th, and then for Victorian Christmas as well. So that's um, that's a major help uh, for us. And um, But some of the things that I'm uh, looking to do beyond events are um, really helping businesses uh, more easily run their own business because along just like what I was saying with events that just there's a lot of minutia that people don't realize when you run a business there's so many regulations that you have to follow from uh, you know if it's a restaurant within the health department if it's in its ADA and it's uh, you know with city planning if you want to do any kind of changes and there are just so many things and labor laws that are constantly changing and that you need to stay abreast on um, and, uh, and so to really be a support for businesses to make the, the task of being a business, um, which is a real struggle, especially, I mean, when you look at, uh, at COVID and, I mean, you think how hard it was for individuals, but suddenly you have employees and that are dependent on you and that you need to really, um, step up for them, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And so, um, doing that kind of business development to help folks, um also looking at ways of bringing new businesses to Nevada City um uh, that's uh, a a big priority and you know we we have a wonderful thing that says you know we don't want any big chains here uh and 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 I support that entirely because I think it really makes our community so special but the flip side of that is it's it's hard to find small entrepreneurs that are willing to take the risks to start a business. So that's all the more reason why we need to support them and help them.
1: Great. You are listening to the Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Suzanne Webb, and my guest today is Stuart Baker, newly installed executive director at the Chamber of Commerce in Nevada City. Also, Sages Among Us has a new email address listeners can use to give us feedback, sages at kvmr org. Well, let's talk about um, some of the events that are coming up, because I, I think people are, you know, ready to get out and... So oh, aren't they, though? To, yeah. Oh, my God, listen to music, uh, see
0: Artwork. Yeah. work. Yeah, so um, we're super excited about Summer Nights. Um, I, I just met with Lynn, and we're, we're talking about all the music that's coming and the bounce house that's happening for kids and the vendors and the um you know from craft to food etc And so we're uh, organizing all of that, and um, everything is slated to be uh, as similar as it can to years past, um, you know, in terms of the time, 6 to 9.30, and that's on Wednesday evenings. Um, And so uh, we're trying to, to, um, I I wouldn't say recreate the past, but just kind of giving people that hopeful, like, okay, it's, you know, it's on again, and, and we're doing it safely, and we're doing it with everyone's enjoyment in mind. And uh, so that's, yeah, that, that is coming up very soon.
1: Can't wait to, to be there. And right. you also can't help but uh, notice that things are very spruced up in Nevada City. I mean, you have the uh, recently remodeled National Hotel.
0: Which is gorgeous. A lot gorgeous. of the
1: storefronts yeah. are just, yes, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah so uh so so yeah so we're we're looking at, at um uh you know, uh, there's been um, the city council recently passed a clarification on the outdoor dining ordinance. So we're um, working with the different food merchants on that to make sure that uh, people are following the, the new guidelines that will go into effect through uh, through this year and then see. But I think that's one of the uh, one of the bright spots in the pandemic is that people have really embraced eating outdoors and have started to look at that. As a uh, as a, as a as a model, and when I managed a, an environmental organization back in 2015, we were one of the first um, funders of the Parklets program, which really kind of started all of this. And it started in San Francisco and moved to other places. And of course, in its Commercial Street had a Parklet for a while. Uh, and then they had to pull it out for the the sewer repair work that they're doing. But I think that that work, and again, that's kind of what, you know planting the seed. Uh, you know, with environmental things, it's like, hey, let's do this. Let's try this and see if it works. And now we have this model that we can actually use that so many people are enjoying. And it's just so great to walk down the street and just instead of seeing, you know, three or four cars parked, you see all sorts of people dining out and enjoying themselves in, in what is, you know, normally fabulous weather that we have. And it, it just, it's just such a quality of life improvement, I feel. And it's great that yeah. the city's looking to embrace it and, and extend it.
1: So how would you define a parklet? Is that where you uh, uh, shut off the road to
0: uh, no. And- so so oh. a parklet officially, so, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, uh, is uh, where you take uh, one, two or three parking spaces and you replace that with some sort of hardscape that includes chairs and tables and, pl- and things for people to okay. sit at and, and eat. And so okay. the idea being yeah, that, that, that suddenly it's no longer a parking space for one car, but it's an enjoyment spot for five or six people right and it just so makes then, such a terrific, yeah a different view of the streetscape that uh is encouraging and you know it's a struggle here because we're a historic district and we're always tight on parking but i think that that uh i think it's been pretty universal that it's been positively received you know
1: well there are parking areas and, and a lot of it you know, the challenge might be just directing people to how they can park a few blocks away and and walk,
0: yes. Yes. You know? Exactly, and, and and it comes down to that. And again, you know. Uh, you know the environmental benefits and the exercise benefits, you know just finding the right spot where you can park a little bit further away and uh, you know I, I think for a small town with as many people as as come here i think I think the city does a, a, a decent job you know it's it 's a tough one because of all the uh, restrictions and the town was never built for, uh, for vehicle traffic like this you know
1: mm-hmm. well, uh, what about volunteer um? opportunities for
0: that um, yes that's a great wow. gr- great question uh so uh, you know I, it's important for folks to consider i know when they hear the word chamber of commerce they think oh it's some sort of business monolith that just you know was very powerful and you know we're a very small organization uh we have a board consisting of um of business people in nevada city of course and um and and so uh, and and it's myself currently working on a part- time basis as well as uh, as Libby, our staff person, who's also on a part- time basis, because a lot of the income that was generated to support the chamber comes from events. And so last year, we didn't have that income coming in. so things were definitely tight. So um, volunteering for an organization like this, is not really necessarily like you don't have to necessarily be um you know working with businesses or whatever there's so many public uh, facing opportunities we have a, uh, a front office here at 132 Main Street which is uh, right next to Harmony Books on Robinson Plaza and we have a lot of tourists that come in we have volunteer opportunities for people that would like to just be for three hours a day um, working with the public and answering questions handing out brochures that that uh, people are maybe interested in and uh, there's also some retail items that we sell and there's some other things that people can do so that's one volunteer opportunity a second one is actually at the events themselves, and um, you can go on any of our events that we're having. We'll have a link for volunteers, and you can just go to our website, which is nevadacitychamber.com. Uh, click on the events section, and then uh, in the description there is the volunteer opportunity, and uh, we can sign you up. For uh, summer nights, you know, there's uh, folks that can be helping to set up the barricades. There's um, folks, uh, there's block captains as well that help coordinate the vendors. Um, There's uh, actually helping out to pour the wine and the the beer that we have that um, is uh, is an important part of the event and is also a great way of, of... Uh, bringing in the funds that the chamber needs to do the services that we do. So there are a lot of different ways to be involved.
1: So is there any kind of uh, training that your volunteers participate in?
0: Yes. um, So if you're going to be in office, um, uh... volunteer we have a, a a training session where we work with you for one session and we walk you through everything that you need to know and then in the breaks in between tourists are, are coming by there's a lot of material that you can look through and read and understand some of the history and get to know uh, the answers to the questions that people have when they come through and then for the events themselves they don't require a huge amount of training, but, um, we, you know, we give you everything that you need, um, you know, safety vests, wise et cetera, uh, and uh, give you the tools that you need to do the job that, you, that, that you've signed up for.
1: I know that the ad chamber has walking tours, and, and also I read in your uh, bio that you were involved on Telegraph Avenue with an app that had walking tours. I thought that was really fascinating are you yeah. thinking maybe sometime in the future you might do something like that? It,
0: it, it uh, could be. The what, what was re, re, yeah, what was really interesting about that tour um, on Telegraph is a lot of the history happened in the last 50 years on Telegraph that people know about, you know, the uh, People's Park, the free speech movement, and those things. And I was seeing that the people that had the direct experience were starting to... Expire, you know they were no longer there, so I, I worked with a graduate school of journalism, and we put together this uh, this app where we interviewed folks and they gave a narrative that was you know four minutes long each at each location that we had and so you you downloaded the app, you had a map of the district, and you pushed a location, and then you put the phone to your ear, and they would start talking and uh, it was uh, also um, narrated by uh, a local anchor person in the Bay Area. And so it came together really well, and there were photos that you could flip through as you were standing at a location. And so that was a really immersive experience. And I don't know, because a lot of the history people come to Nevada City for, you know, the folks aren't around directly. So it'd have to be something a little bit different. But, um, you know, uh, we need to find something that that would tailor uh to the community here and i know we we have a tree tour and we have you know historical walking tours as well here and uh it might be that the best way to do it immersively is to actually have someone and and it being really personal um but you know that's something definitely that's uh that i'll uh, look forward to exploring
1: so how long have you actually been in your job is it just been the month of June. I think I just
0: passed the one month mark. So uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's it's pretty uh, pretty. I'm still pretty green here. So uh, if anyone wants to call the chamber and stump me, I'm sure it wouldn't take too 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 hard to do that. <laughs> it's uh, so I'm early on the curve. To,
1: you're getting to know the events that have gone on. Um, is there are there any new events that are coming up that you?
0: No, just managing the events we have right now is more than enough. Uh, We have Constitution Mm -hmm. Day uh, the whole weekend in September that's happening. Um, That's uh, another opportunity to volunteer, and we're actually expecting a bigger turnout of participants in the events because of some changes that uh... have come down uh, on the state level so more people will be coming out here so that's exciting we also have the hamburger booth at the nevada county fair and that's actually well, probably what keeps me up at night because we need volunteers for that and uh... it's um, it's a great event it's a great opportunity for team building we're looking at uh... chances for like uh, if an employer wants to have their staff together for uh, say a, a three hour or four hour shift uh, that would be great and you know you you learn a different kind of team building when you're all working together and the atmosphere is really fun. You get a free entry into the 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 fair and you know you're doing something good for your community and for the chamber and uh, and you're getting a good um, a, a good snack too so um, that's that's a great opportunity.
1: Now, is that July or is that August? You know, the that
0: date. is August. That is August. I, I believe it's the uh, 11th through the 15th. So uh, uh, it's the, the Wednesday through the Sunday. So maybe it's the 10th through the 15th. So uh, And there's also a sign-up as well on our website. So just whenever in doubt and you're feeling like you want to volunteer, just go to our website and click the magic volunteer button.
1: Okay. Um, Is there anything you'd like to talk
0: about um, today? No, I I think that, um, you know, just letting folks know that we're around, I mean, we we do a lot in terms of supporting the tourists that come to town and offering them with with the ideas to get them on the hiking trails and to see the great outdoors that's around here and really making a good name for Nevada City within the state and, and nationally and even internationally.
1: Well, thank you for being with us today, Stuart, and good luck to you and your job.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Suzanne. I appreciate you having me on your show.
1: You're welcome.